Thank you for listening to the Wannabes Podcast. This is a show where myself, JD, and Wasabi, two power-ranked New York City Super Smash Brothers Melee players, document and discuss our experiences as competitive tryhards. If you like what you hear, give us a follow on Twitter at the Wannabes Pod. We post all of our episodes there, and we have a link to our Discord where you can ask questions, and we will answer them. That's enough of that. Let's get to the show. This is The Wannabes, episode 34. My name is JD. What's up? This is Wasabi. How are you doing, my guy? I'm doing good, my guy. I'm currently a uh, half-deaf dude because, um, I don't know, I think I got sick last week and then my ear is super clogged and I can't hear a goddamn thing. Damn, so that's cool. that sucks. What? That sucks. <laughs> oh my god, I hate you. Let's yeah, just let's to, just end this now. Yeah, this is off to a rough start. We're actually, I think we recorded um, our two episodes ago. We recorded at like six thirty in the morning. Yeah. Now it's a complete flip. Now it's like past our bedtimes, pretty much. Yeah, I know. It's almost ten on Monday night, but the show must go on. And yep. and I got I need my fill of JD. This week, yeah, man. I just needed to uh, to talk to my boy about just all the goings on. Yeah, that is going on. Mm-hmm. But besides um, my ear getting completely screwed up, I haven't had too much to update. So I want to start with you. What's uh, what's going on? Um, yeah. So where we left off was like the idea of an off season and missing the Mama Memorial. Which was obviously an awesome event, uh, but honestly, like I didn't have any remorse about missing the tournament, and it wasn't because it was like a bad tournament; it was a really great tournament. But like, I just was able to focus on what I wanted to do and execute on it, and like I was just able to, you know, work on the stuff I needed to work on. I like played with Beer Man, you know, discovered some new stuff as well, and then. You know, I have been playing really good melee this week, honestly. Like, probably some of the best melee I've been able to play. And, like, a lot of the recent Drug Fox stuff is, like, starting to click. And, like, for 30 minutes, I feel like I, I can play at, like, a higher level before I lose that focus and stamina. And so that's been really nice. Yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah, so I, mean, yeah. I think I'm going to keep rolling with the very little tournament so far. Plus, work's picking up, so I, I, you know, and I want to prioritize that as well. So, doing that, just came from the gym, so I'm a little, like, exhausted. But, overall, really good. But, you know, one thing that was really interesting this week was my session with Beer Man. And it was, like, the first time in a long, long time that he's made me, like, I've been so, so angry. And it's, like, he really, really, like pushed my buttons in terms of like knowing how to frustrate me in game and stuff like that Hmm. and you know for the longest time like i was trying to fix it and figure out what was wrong and trying to like think of counters to it and you know like after you know the session and stuff like that we did uh we did some beer finals and so we did actually two sets of full beer finals 
And so one was like before we talked and like I got washed, I think like six two, right? And then, you know, we talked for a little bit. I finally like gathered my thoughts because he, earlier he was like, hey, like, do you want to talk like, you know, vent some of your frustrations out? And I'm like, no, I just like want to like sort of figure this out. And like, I didn't really know how to express myself yet. So it wasn't that I was like too angry to talk. I just didn't have like the words for it. And then, you know, like finally towards the end, I figured it out. And I was like, yeah, you know, like uh, not being able to like, excuse these new ideas is like really frustrating. And it's not that like I it's like the not being able to find an answer was like what was frustrating. It wasn't like losing or anything. And, you know, Beerman pointed out um, like a few things like he's like, yeah, you know, like I, I sort of sense that and like, you know, wanted to, you know, get you to like express that sort of frustration so that you can like you know let go of the tension because he's like you know for the last few hours you're playing really tense right and so we talked about it a little bit more i sort of realized you know and i want to delve into this a little bit deeper is like this idea of perfectionism in in melee and Hmm. and sort of like this dichotomy of like as you're improving you like know more and more about the game like you know like oh, I have to hit X fastfall timing, you know how, like, ledge dashes, like, you know how, like, good ledge dashes work, and, like, the more you know, and it's, like, so powerful to know more, but because you know more, you also see yourself messing up more as a result, and so learning to sort of find that balance of continuing to grow your mind and knowledge while also not getting as frustrated with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, this all ties into this conversation, this like ongoing conversation we have about ego, right? It's, it feels like every week it's, it's brought up, but I think this is really where we're at as players is is wrangling with that feeling because this is the negative side of it is when you know you have the potential to do well and you have to access that confidence to bring it out. But when it gets challenged or beaten consistently, then you're left with kind of like this this strong emotion so how did you kind of flip that switch and and get around it was it was it him talking to you and you were able to talk through it or was there a particular thought that you were able to access that helped you helped you out yeah so we started talking about it and then i was like um it was super weird because it's like it's not being annoyed about losing it was about you know Ex, you know executing right having the right ideas and stuff like that like doing things correct right and it's tough because like you know we were talking about it and some of the things i was saying was like you know like but like you want to expect more of yourself and stuff like that but like how do you not beat yourself up on it right and Beerman's very you know for what Beerman is he, he is always very zen about these things right and you know i think talking through it and realizing that like this is sort of like a perfectionist idea was really big and that like the deeper that I looked for the answers to solve the problem, the more I was moving away from actually like knowing how to solve it. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it's like also very big that like, I think what was really important was he gave me the space to be frustrated And this was, like, a little sub thing of, like, you know, when you're training and stuff like that, like, 
I think a lot of people get really tight when they train and like a lot of time it's like GG's and then you don't really talk for a little bit or like, you know, someone's like, oh, like, you know, you play so like, you know, lame and all you do is just this or I'm just messing up, right? But like, they're not really like, they're just venturing their frustrations without like trying to like acknowledge it and like work through it, right? And like to have that space, safe space to like just talk about frustrations and like be like, you know, like, but you also played well. Like, I think that's the big thing is realizing that, like, someone else can play well while you're, like, you know, not playing well. And it's, like, sure, you're not playing well, but, like, you don't want to, you don't want to not acknowledge the other person. And sort of we ended the conversation with this idea of high tides and low tides of, like, you know, sometimes in the game, and it can be called momentum, it can be called, you know, anything you want, but it's, like, you know, sometimes you just, like, are running the high tide, and that's, like, when you, like, feel like you're in sync with the game and stuff like that, and sometimes you're in the low tide, and you have to just, like, accept that you're in the low tide and do your best of knocking your opponent out of their high tide, you know? And, like, that's sort of what he did to really frustrate me was that when I started to get going, you know, his strategy was to just try to knock me off of, like, my, you know, metaphorical, like, surfboard, right? It sounds like beer man. It does sound like it's a very beer man concept. It took a few, it took a little bit to like fully understand. I mean, yeah, I, I totally know what you're feeling, and um, it makes me think of the last time. Funny enough, I was at uh, the dojo mm-hmm. and I sat down and played Flinchy for you know an hour, hour and a half, you know, a good solid session, and it was at the point where um, I would. I would have thought that I would have the upper edge just in terms of experience and perceived power level, all of that. And, it, you know, what ended up happening was Flinchy was just busted my ass pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm fairly proud of how I handled it. I definitely was a little shocked at how much better he had gotten from the last time we played. And it took a little bit for me to kind of get my bearings. And I ended up taking a few back and, and not getting completely completely destroyed but um at the time there was definitely some thoughts going through my head and um a little bit of mental work i had to do that was like okay he's he's playing good like he's he's doing some crazy stuff and i have to really just understand what's going on in the game rather than what's going on you know emotion wise and and how i'm handling this because everything can kind of be distilled down to what actually is going on on the screen when all else fails you could look at techniques and you could look at execution and say okay these things aren't going well these things are and that kind of leads to some clarity because that is the ultimate analysis is is what's actually happening on the screen but Mm -hmm. i think the real work happens afterwards because that's what we have kind of the most control over ironically enough is how we feel afterwards, how we learn from it and how we think about it. And so I totally get what you're saying. I mean, the healthiest way is to give as much credit as possible to the opponent. And I think a lot of people have that downfall when they expect to win or they expect to crush their opponent or whatever it may be. Those expectations are worthless when it actually comes down to playing, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think it's like, I definitely agree with that and like the idea of being 
you know trying to look like the answers are on the screen and that's really interesting i think what was um funny enough ironically frustrating is that that's where i was getting annoyed that was my hiccup is being able to see where i'm getting called out on on the screen but not necessarily being able to like either execute or like fully you know grasp the situation and like the mix-up that he was playing right uh-huh. and you know i was like talking to him about like you know this it's you know an idea of like perfectionism tying to like you know working hard and like you know having things always be like right which isn't bad like it's always a fine balance but then you know i asked him like you know then what what can you trust on if it's not like being a knowing that you can do x and y and z or you know knowing that you put in like time and effort and stuff like that right like in game like in the moment not like as you're psyching up to play the set or whatever right like when you're in the thick of it and his response was actually really interesting and it was like probably the most clear idea that like in my opinion because you know you know love beer man but the guy speaks in riddles as you know <laughs> yeah um but he said that the you can only trust what you can't do and and his example was that like say we can do we have like 10 tools that we use for a matchup right for the game and you can only do five. You can't trust that you can do the five that you're like not able to do. Like you can't be like, oh, I hope I can ledge dash right now and then get mad when you miss the ledge dash, right? You can only the only like information that you can trust is like uh what you can't do. So like when something doesn't work out, like say you miss the ledge dash, oh okay, like I can't miss a ledge dash, right? And I like can't hit the ledge dash right now, like I'm not gonna go for that for the moment. And when I feel like I'm ready to go for it again, I'll I'll, I'll add that in, you know. But versus right. like you know missing the ledge dash and then immediately trying to ledge dash again, right? And I think you know I remember you talked about something like that way way back in one of our first episodes where you beat uh, Ryo beat at NYXL uh, with a not your own controller because it was broken, and you sort of just acknowledged what you could and couldn't do. Yeah. It's a it's a really strong technique, um, specifically for tournament play, but any sort of serious melee. I I like the way he phrased it though, because it took it takes a second to kind of crack it. Yeah, what it what it actually means, but then it's because it, it's it's better to fully trust the things that you shouldn't go for, and play around that rather than say, okay, I have these in my toolbox no matter what, because those might derail you. They might not actually come up when you need them to the most Mm -hmm. and then if you put all your trust in let's say getting ledge dashes and then you don't get one then does that mean your trust is completely worthless does that mean you're, you're not playing well like it's easier to just say okay these are all not going to be what i go for especially as a spacey player but Mm -hmm. the it definitely is is a universal concept i i'm totally on board with this idea yeah, it's it's so interesting. I mean, it really is uh it's so counterintuitive and like honestly like even like a riddle, right? But it's like super interesting because it's like I don't know, I find the concept of trusting that you can't do something is so weirdly correct. You know? 
because because that is like a like if you're thinking like in like you know science terms or mathematical terms that is the most true statement right i can't do something versus like well maybe i can do something right and you're never 100 percent sure you can hit anything right like like if you said hey will like do you think you could jump over a chair i'll be like i, I don't know like maybe i could but if you said like hey will can you jump over a car i'd be like i can't i definitely you know i, I can't do that right and you're 100 percent more sure about the latter one than the first one. Right. Because it's never, there's never anything that is 100%, especially in Melee. There's the opposite of can't do it is can do it, and can do it implies that at times it will fail. Mm-hmm. And you're right, logically, and you know, if you think of it, it's four different options, and I won't go through all of them, but I won't do things that I cannot do. It is the only correct option because I will do things that I can do still has the margin of error. Mm-hmm. And in this sort of game, when not every match you're, are you going to be executing every single technique that you have? It's not like, it's not like horse where you just go through each of the techniques one by one, you know, um, it, it comes down to kind of clearing out all of the excess and um, minimizing mistakes. And so being able to minimize mistakes is, you know, some people make careers out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can think about how fiction plays. He, he doesn't do too much flash. It's a lot of just keeping the right things going. And he doesn't go for things that he can't do. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Leffen too. IBDW. Like, these are the foxes that have found the most success. And very rarely do they do, you know, crazy max technical stuff mm-hmm. i don't know yeah no you're one that's at least how i interpret it no you're 100 percent correct and it's like interesting because it's not saying that you can't you shouldn't add stuff to your game it's just that when you're playing like serious like friendlies and like like you can experiment obviously in friendlies but like i guess especially in tournament that's not the time to try to learn a new skill like yep. that's that's you know a separate lab time that you need to like sit down and say all right I need to like figure this shit out right like like you miss a bunch of edge guards last fox and you're like okay I need to figure out like the lowest possible timing to do to get like the auto cancel bear right so I can act out of it and it's like thinking of the time and place and also like by thinking that like and acknowledging like you know how you are in that moment it's it sort of grounds you in the present, right? And that's why, you know, that's why probably Beerman is so such a scary player sometimes, right? It's not that he's, like, doing things that are super optimal or, like, oh, wait. Yeah, like, it's not like he's doing something, like, super optimal all the time, right? He's just acknowledging his own ability in the moment and trying to max that out. He's not trying to be this, you know other person that he is you know that he knows he can be sometimes but that's not the person that's playing the game in the moment right right and i think we have this idea of ourselves it's like oh but i can play like this and i can play like that and that's 100 percent true and people should like strive for that for sure but you know you can only be the player you are in that moment right and if that player can't 
ledge dash or do platform follow-ups, you have to acknowledge it. Right. It's almost like we're trying to, when we're training and grinding and even playing friendlies for the sake of improvement, we're trying to like stretch out as far as possible and stretch in different directions when we're practicing certain tech or kind of do it as strongly as possible if we're trying to optimize our punish game. But when it comes down to tournament, all that needs to, we need to relax within ourselves and play to our own ability without being too strenuous. Because when you play tense in tournament, that's when things go wrong. When, when you go too hard for a technique that you're not familiar with, or that's not second nature, then you're putting the wrong cogs you know, you're not, you're moving the wrong parts of your brain at a time where you can't be, you can't do everything at once. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need to stay focused and grounded. And a lot of that is letting go of that completely cognizant play. It's, it's a lot more of just where your natural abilities have gotten. And it's, it's the concept that we, we talk about a lot. We A lot of these are repeat concepts, but I, I like how we're finding different ways of speaking about it because it's kind of bringing me to understand it in a different light also. But when I play well in tournament, it's a lot less, um, a lot less thinking than when I'm playing friendlies. And I hope that continues because I think that a part of that is correct, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I'm playing serious friendlies or when I'm doing beer finals, when I try to replicate that tournament vibe, it's interesting which parts will stay at any given time. And what's interesting about melee is that we could be completely different players uh, two days in a row sometimes just by whatever reason, whatever's going on, you know, in our head or, you know, whatever it is, we might have, you know, of those 10 things, it might completely flip-flop, you know, what we're comfortable with, what we're pulling off. You know, the most consistent players don't necessarily have that, so I might be way off base, but at least the things that are up in the air at any point, sometimes it's just you got to you gotta be self-aware of, of what you can do on any given day. And then once you, the earlier you can do that, I guess, then the more success, successful you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I know these are repeat concepts, but I think the thing is, is like a lot of the time, like repeating a concept is like beneficial because it's like uh, it's essential. Yeah, because you have to understand it in new light, as, you know, as you grow as a, you know, person and a melee player. And also it's like you never really understand the concept fully the first few go arounds, right? And so, like, to to understand it a little bit better is, like, more of the goal, right? And I think also it's, like, we always have these, like, core problems, like, within us, right? Like, we're just people, right? And, you know, sometimes it's, like, we get the better of it. And sometimes it's, like, it's, you know, very cyclic where it sometimes gets the better of us, right? And it's not that these problems are necessarily go away all the time, right? They just you know, we develop, you know, different tools to, you know, mitigate it and it comes back, you know, eventually 
in a different sort of way, right? In a slightly different sort of way. Yeah. I mean, part of that, if we're getting a little more outside of Melee a little bit, yeah, which is let's go for it. kind of where I've been a little, you know, recently, um, like repeat problems tend to kind of hurt the most, right? It's It's when you think that you've gotten over a certain fear or a certain insecurity. And then when it comes back, and it's almost like a, it's almost like the common cold, right? Mm-hmm. It comes back, and it's your antibodies haven't adapted to this new strain of it, and so you I love still that get analogy. sick, and it still sucks. Yeah, I mean that's that's how it feels. I mean for me, um, I mean insecurities about the you know the same old stuff seem to pop up this week, and a lot of the thoughts I've been having about um particularly like ambition and if 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 you're cool to kind of no no yeah let's i was was gonna ask you if you're you you know you feel okay enough talking about it but yeah let's go into it yeah i mean it's nothing nothing completely like tragic i had a weird day yesterday where i was just really stuck in my in in some weird thought loops Mm -hmm. that i've need to kind of move past but um you know with this new system that i have um or i guess an old system that i've brought back the the whiteboard has finally been installed i can read off right now Uh, on the top it says exercise below that is cleaning and then comedy and then money with two money signs Mm -hmm. and then melee and then notes so melee made the cut Mm -hmm. and um when i put it up it kind of put me in this mindset of that I've, that I've had the past few months, uh, this, this common question that keeps coming back, which is, is ambition necessarily a uh, virtue? Mm-hmm. Is, is ambition actually a good thing? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a conversation that is in, you know, the zeitgeist a bit. It's all, it's always about like, you know, not to get too like our society type talking, but you know, capitalism and how should we be working our hardest and, you know, stick to the grind and the conversation between success and happiness, all this stuff is distilled down for me over will working harder make me happier. Mm-hmm. And recently I had a conversation with one of my really good friends who I went to college with uh, he sucks at melee. He doesn't play often. Mm-hmm. Just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, um, he's in the school that it is very important because I mean, right now he's a freelance um, production manager, uh, production assistant. Like he does a lot of um, video work, where he has a you know full time gig working for like a content company and he's getting a lot of work and all that stuff. And he kind of enlightened me to the idea of, you know, doing the work that you're meant to do is kind of the pinnacle of happiness. And it's within that framework that I'm kind of in this new loop of insecurity and kind of fear, you know, Mm -hmm. like what work am I meant to do? Interesting. Like, like what's what's right for me, and and what is actually like, 
how do I know when I'm being, when I'm happy versus when I'm content and versus when I'm complacent, Mm. you know, and the work that I naturally go to, is that necessarily the right decision? Because there are a lot of things that don't feel right until I force myself to do it. And then it feels right. Like going to um, someone's birthday party that you don't know very well. You know, it feels bad before you go, but once you get there, it's a great time. Or doing the dishes. Once you're in the middle of it, it feels great. Or going to the gym, mm-hmm. you know, getting the, you know, there are things that I have to force myself to do. But at what point is that wrong or is that actually not what I'm meant to be doing? And so these are the questions that are kind of fucking me up lately. And um, I'm just trying to talk them out a little bit and, and just kind of, you know, whirl them around in, in the centrifuge of my brain and see what it spits out. But that's kind of where I've been the past week or so. Hmm. Yeah, that's super interesting. Like. And, you know, obviously, thanks for, you know, opening up about it. But, like, the idea of ambition and who we are and, you know, whether hard work is worth it, like, a lot of the time. And, you know, I I guess... I don't think it's just about hard work, right? And, And it's because, like, you know, as, like, you know, going back towards, like, other, you know, recent past podcasts, right? Like, this self narrative of just being hardworking as a very good trait, but also being double edged, I think is important to acknowledge. I think though, the way I view hard work before we get into ambition in itself is almost like the, the engine of it, right? It's not that it's like, it's everything, but it sort of is what, makes things move right right but there is a certain sense of like you know whether it's forced or not right like and i I love the idea of like going to the gym right like you know it feels good like when like afterwards but like you don't really want to go to the gym like who wants to go to the fucking gym and it's like i think it that's such an interesting question and Partially, I think it's, like, always going to be a case-by-case basis. Like, I think there is no way to look at it and come out with a black-and-white answer, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think there are ideas of, you know, even though... And this is going to, like, the ambition thing is, like... um, I think it's what type of person we want to be, you know? And that's just in the moment. Like, we can always change our ambitions, you know? But, like, if we want to, like, you know, we have images of ourselves. And it's not that, like, we shouldn't be happy with who we are. But, like, you know, what type of person do we want to be? And, like, do is, like, the are the stuff that we're doing aligning to that sort of idea, right? And, like, so, like, when you think of, like, affirmations, like, your self-affirmations, like, what type of person do you want to be? And I think that's a good place to start. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, so I guess like if we use myself as an example, right. Like, you know, I want to be a person who is, you know, well-balanced and kind and hardworking and, or like, 
and passionate about things, right? And you know, that's like I haven't really thought about it to be very fair. So this is like off the off the dome. But you know, then are your actions, you know, related to one or multiple of those things, right? And like being passionate about something goes with being hardworking, right? And so like you know, for me, doing a job that pushes me forces me to work hard but it's something that i'm deeply passionate about aligns to that right or like this podcast in melee right it both put it's not that i like do it and things come easy right like i put a lot of work into it but i'm deeply passionate about it right being well balanced is important so like both being you know up to date with like you know relevant topics and keeping up with that and going to the gym right i don't like to go into the gym but like you know health is very important right and i think that might be a good place to start because it's not about it's really easy i think to say oh like i want to make more money or i want to go to the gym and stuff like that and those are habits right but really what and this is an interesting i remember reading a little paragraph about this um from the Street Fighter player, Cien, who's a, you know, he does Cien reads and he, like, highlights, like, his, like, notes of whatever book or article he's reading. And one of it was, like, habit-making, right? And a lot of people, you know, they try to do habits by saying, like, I'm going to do this, right? I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat healthy, right? But it's about, you know, I am a person who goes to the gym. I'm a person who cares about his health. Right. And, and making it more of an identity thing is makes, you know, habit changes a lot easier, you know, in this research article. And I think that's also ties into this. Right. It's like, what kind of person do we want to be and working towards that? And I think then reverse engineering it. Yeah. And you said something that kind of resonated just now. And it makes me think or it makes me realize, again, kind of how much we have in common despite like how many differences we have but you mentioned you didn't mention anything about a a certain accomplishment right you didn't say i'm going to get this as you know when you're speaking off the top of your head and and that i think that's really great and i think that's kind of where i want to be too and and maybe it is kind of who i am a little bit is is more worried about my identity and about who i am than about any sort of goal but i think what's tricky is is navigating you know the 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 delta between those things and career right and and making a living Mm -hmm. and when it all boils down to how we want to spend our time you know in the world where we live there's a big decision to be made and then real work that needs to go into that decision and really that's just like what do you want to do for a living who do you want to be in this you know cog of a economic machine and and of course you know I'm, i'm super grateful to be even in this position and not having to work to survive or to you know feed my family all that like i'm i'm grateful to have been put in the position to work at a job now and and have the luxury of leveraging that experience into 
possibly a, a better paying job and all this stuff. But I guess where the anxiety is coming from is where I spend the rest of my time and balancing how much of that goes towards achieving this new career, which I think I'm I'm still aiming towards that comedy. I mean, it's third third on the rung of my whiteboard. It's that's what I that's where I want to end up. But mm-hmm. then obviously melee is still a big part of my life, and you know all these other things. So I guess I I wish I had a more refined kind of way of speaking about this a bit more directional of what's causing the issue and and maybe that that is the issue entirely is that I'm still circling what I need to address most about my lifestyle is is it the way I spend my time or is it the way I think about the way I spend my time or is it the the way I express myself or is it the things I'm still leaving out and that I still haven't expressed? Mm-hmm. And all those things are constantly in flux. And, and maybe I'm just trying to kind of ball everything into one little, you know, serving and then toss it into the world and hope that uh, that's enough to feel satisfied. And and maybe I just need to keep my head up and, and trust you know, we've we've talked about this before, but we should trust that our baseline, me and you, is is that we are people that like to do things. Just by virtue of us being in this conversation, we are people who like to do things and like to improve ourselves and, and want to kind of put our best foot forward. So maybe that's all it is, is just an understanding that this is enough and that things are going to be okay as long as I don't completely abandon my values. But man, that comes with a lot of, a lot of pressure, Mm -hmm. you know, of, of trusting myself. And I think that's the last thing a lot of people in their twenties want to do is, is trust that things are going right. Yeah. And it's scary. And, you know, I think the first thing is like, it's okay to like want, a better situation you know like even if we are you know and we can acknowledge our privilege of being in a position where you know we're just you know have to pay rent and stuff but it's not like anything else right and but we can acknowledge that but it's okay to like want better for yourself right and i think as, you know as long as you don't push anyone down in the process but you know i think in terms of you know what to do and it, it's not just like trusting yourself but i think you know i was talking with my girlfriend about this right because she's applying to grad school right now and she thought like okay like if i just get through this thing part of the grad school like it will be all i'll be all set and like you know if i just finish the gres okay everything will be better after that right and she, and she was super super stressed about it and then you know she did the GREs she did really well at it and then she was she was like huh like I'm still stressed you know and I think this like we have this habit as people of like being like a light at the end of the tunnel you know where you know we just have to toughen it out and like you know there's there's an all be answer to it right and you know we were talking about this and and she said you know 
what she realized, you know, a few, you know, a month or so later was that it's, it's more about being stuck in a forest, right? And there's no, like, one all light at the end of the tunnel for our issues, our issues, our insecurities, our wants and needs. It's like, you know, we're just in a forest, you know, kind of meandering in a forest. And there are patches of light, right? There are patches of light for answers and stuff like that. But I, I really like that, you know, imagery. And then also, like, you know, the only way is, like, to just keep on moving you know and and that's like a personal thing in my head right is like we don't know the answers to these things right like we 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 don't especially when like it involves looking at looking for a new job right like it could be a good job but it could be the wrong company right it could be the right company but the wrong manager right there's so many variables to it right but i think that like we have the only thing like almost like the only way out like the only way to the destination is to go through it right? right and i think that's like the biggest thing is you know set stuff in motion and things will work out and things won't work out but then you know not to then you know what direction piece by piece right it's almost like a maze where you know like just like you know going back to melee like problem solving trying to figure out a counter to something right we try so many different ways like okay maybe if i delay my jump timing maybe if i be more aggressive maybe if i dash back maybe if i like try to shield right like it's a it's a trial and error right and and through each trial we know what not to do until we sort of figure out what we want to do in those situations. And I think, you know, a little bit simplistic, but like the same thing can be applied. Right. And it's about narrowing the options. Right. And it's easier to know what you don't want to do than it is to know what you do want to do. Right. Almost similar, not trying to like purposely tie it back, but it's like trusting that you can't do something. Right. Right. And I think what's what's kind of hitting me in this moment is a little bit of, yeah, again, what we talked about earlier is is we is I kind of thought that I had stuff moving and now I'm kind of getting into this marsh of uh, it's really like financial instability. I'm still getting paid. I'm still technically employed, but I'm st- it's starting to get into freak out mode where the worst case scenarios is coming up quick and it's tough to really look optimistic about like, I mean, truthfully, my whole company is, is going to shit, man. Mm -hmm. Like they're seriously fucked. And so it's never been about, you know, it's not like my involvement or anything. Like I'm, I'm going to be okay, but it's in this real moment of insecurity and, and, that kind of resonates into other aspects of my life. And so kind of saying that feels better already. And I'm, st- I'm now starting to kind of get back to a baseline of kind of where I'm at and, and realize that, you know, if I just break it down into little manageable, actionable chunks of what I can actually do, then, 
you know, it makes me feel better already. And so I'm grateful for that, that you kind of, you were, you know, here to hear me out and kind of answer the way you did, but yeah, of course, that's, man. And thanks so much for opening up, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's man, not easy. Well, that's always been my favorite part of this is that it's like, it's, it's like a free therapy of sorts. It is. You know, when, when, when it needs to happen, it like, it happens. And it's funny how, you know, the, the backdrop is melee in a sense, but <laughs> sometimes it, it has to do with everything. But I mean, we're in our mid twenties, everything's related and everything is hard. And nothing yeah. is for certain. That's what your twenties are for, right? And I think I think what has, what kind of hits me the most, or at least what did the other day, is like whenever things aren't going well in one facet of my life, mm-hmm. um, I start to kind of look outwards and project and and kind of feel that way about other people and that's when then I feel guilty about thinking about that and then it's a cycle and then I can't escape it. Mm -hmm. And I realize now, and and this is kind of the answer I I came to myself that, you know, when when I talk about the, the cold that comes back in a different, in a different way, this is what it was. Like I thought I had it solved that I was ready to embrace my ambition and accept it as good. And, get rid of all the frills and, and excuses that I would put towards it or kind of, you know, first world, first world, you know, guilt. I was about to put all that away and just full on embrace what I needed to do to improve my life. But then for whatever reason, well, not for whatever reason, now that things are less secure and I, I need to kind of dive into this transitional phase and get back out there and find a new job it's hard to kind of keep all those plates spinning at the same time. I think I just went through like four metaphors at the same, yeah. same sentence, but it's okay. That's we've talked enough whatever. that I, that I get it. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I feel better now. That's good, um, dude. And like, I think that like yeah. taking things step by step, right? Like finding a new job is important, but like if, you know, it's, it's about like financial instability, then, obviously the priority then is securing finances first right yeah. and the thing is is you can always secure finances and then quit the job once a better one comes up right like no one well that's that's the plan i'm not going to quit before i have another job it's just it might not be up to me no that's no that's the scary part oh you know? no no what i'm saying is like if you get another job but it's not the oh. right fit you can right, always right, just right. jump the ship whenever you want to right you're right. And I think people forget that, right? Like, like no, like no one, like, w- like from a recruiter or like an HR talent recruiting standpoint, no one's going to fault you for saying, yeah, you know, like I went into this and realized it wasn't a good fit and you're in your mid twenties. Like no one's going to be like, this motherfucker is like, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Right. Like everyone's like, yep. I mean, been there, done salty, that. But yeah, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But like I everyone's gotcha. been there and done that. And I think also like, you know, there's also like creative ways. Like if like, you know, like obviously this is like uh, as the Zoomers say, a not poggers situation. Uh, like, you know, maybe doubling down on like the eBay thing could be cool, right? 
and like exploring that like and this is just me knowing you personally right and like yeah it's it's i'm sure it's gonna be tough and hard work but like if the goal is secure finances then the idea should like revolve around that and that narrows it down a lot right right well yeah i mean it turns out that um a lot of the jobs i'm qualified for pay like 75,000 starting that's awesome yeah and a lot of them are in brooklyn which is where i want to be so there's a lot of positive here yeah that um i think i'm just kind of holding back on getting excited about Mm -hmm. you know i I don't want to get too ahead of myself but you know there's a world where i secure a job in the borough that i want to be in yeah and we can do these live (laughs) that's true we could find, yeah, we could, we could just head over to one of our apartments every Wednesday or whatever and, and stream it. Or, or I can, you know, end up working in Manhattan maybe and, and, you know, just shoot over to a tournament or shoot over to open mics and, mm-hmm. and start, you know, the grind or whatever it is. Now, you know, there, there's a lot of positive here. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of locking it down. And I think this is just a this is the time of year where you know the holidays always kind of stress me out at least once i turned into a working adult they began to stress <laughs> me out cuz i'm obligated to fucking buy shit yeah holidays are yeah i know it hurts your wallet more stressful than they are enjoyable yeah at least nowadays but i think it's just all kind of hitting at the same time and really i i think i'm actually okay um, especially since I just came off a pretty hot streak in melee and, and I'm feeling confident there. Yeah. I know that once I kind of get back into the groove, you know, tomorrow morning I get to, cause I had off today and that's always weird too when I have a day off, but, mm-hmm. um, tomorrow I get to edit this podcast and play some melee and get, you know, get my hands moving. And then Wednesday I signed up for the, Oh, did I sign up? for hexes nightclub i gotta do that but then um kind of put my put my uh name back in the ring and and start taking some names again there's a lot to look forward to and i i need to just settle down and realize that and and be okay with with the pace that i'm on yeah yeah i mean you're doing something right so that's the that's the you know not even bare minimum that's like all that's needed you know Right. If you're doing something, as long as you're not beating your head towards the same thing, like, you know, right, the only thing dumb is, like, if you do the same option that isn't working. But if you're constantly doing, like, something different, then, you know, that's that's what you're supposed to be doing. And speaking of doing something different, we have a new segment this week. Yeah. And, Will, this is all your idea, so why don't you take it away? Yeah, so, you know... uh the the title of it is is um wannabes watchless and you know i think it's like a really cool concept that like where you know you and i should share what we're like about this week you know either like what we're reading or what we're watching or have you know whatever content both written or video form or audio form that we've been like super vibing about and it doesn't even have to be like melee related or or anything right and so yeah you know do you want to go start or should i um 
I could start. Right. I can yeah. just go quick. Go for it. Um, so there's a few things that I've always been about besides my typical politics podcasts, which I won't go into. Mm-hmm. Just kind of keeping up on that front. But um, there's a new show where it's not new, but it just came out on Netflix called uh, Billy on the Street mm-hmm. that I've been watching the shit out of. And it's a comedy show with a high energy pop culture heavy host going up to strangers and with like a celebrity guest per episode just asking absurd questions and playing absurd you know game show type games and that's awesome um it's i think i recommended this to you on youtube billy on the street i definitely think i did oh well good but then you know me yeah because now it's on netflix but it's funny because i think i suggested we do something similar for shine yeah well i i'm i've grown to appreciate just this man's skill Mm -hmm. and he actually came from ucb he he had this oh really a weekly yeah he did a weekly show with this pretty much exact style but um i've been watching it with a, a certain level of appreciation for character building and um naming specifics which is an important thing in comedy is having you know having your specifics down and it's just been honestly some of the hardest i've laughed at a tv show in a while mm-hmm. so that's good and uh then the typical gary v podcast every week or every day rather mm-hmm. i've been absolutely binging his stuff and we'll probably end up talking about his concepts we always drop it here and there but we always get shades of it for sure yeah definitely where we we could be his disciples in a sense but yeah that's where i'm at and uh it's been pretty good how about you nice um yeah so i was like debating what to say like book or video or or anything but i think um probably the thing i'm vibing the most with right now is a music video kind of um it's one music video yeah i like haven't been able to stop. like i listened to it like a, like i've just been re-listening to it a lot of times and uh i not i know you're not on like an anime boy or whatever but so what it is is at least are you familiar with one piece like you know what it is right yeah okay so the anime one piece they did a collab with cup noodle and then <laughs> cup noodle made this like like two different semi like one piece like slice of life esque commercials for their new noodles, but then they also have like this five minute uh video called Hungry Days with like a like a some Japanese pop band like rock band, but it's such a weird interesting collab that like always gets me like psyched for the day and stuff like that. And, like, from a... It's, like, so weird. That's the thing, though, is it's, like, it's so well done. But it's, like, by fucking cup noodle, right? And I'm just, like, thinking it's, like, such a weird mix of things that it's so refreshing. It's kind of, like, an interesting reminder that, like... Like, you know, you could always do these, like, weird collabs that, you know can be so refreshing to like almost like the palette right and like to to yeah so super weird i know but 
but that's really what I've been vibing the most right now. And and besides that, like, um, it was the last season of Street Fighter League before they do their actual playoffs. And Street Fighter League is a 3v3 Street Fighter Five crew battle. And what's cool about that is, like, just watching another... You know, I know Street Fighter isn't the... I know Street Fighter Five specifically isn't the, like, most fast-paced, like, interesting game. But still watching a different, like, production, like, than the usual tournament-style thing. Like, having the production still be really high and having it be crew battles with teams and captains. And it's been really enjoyable. And I've learned a lot of, like, fighting game concepts and strategies. And I, like, trying to put that into melee form in my head has been super super interesting and fun huh and yeah i always i always like when something outside of melee i mean the the closest resemblance is a fighting game but just the general concepts of like stepping outside of that and then applying it to our game is sometimes the most fun way to improve yeah exactly and so you know weird collabs all around pretty much for for my watch list very cool yeah yeah i i like this segment i think i'm gonna start paying a little more attention to yeah this was 100 percent on the fly <laughs> yeah but i i know i think we should continue it because a, a lot of times we're you know heavily influenced by the stuff we consume and um it's kind of hard to pinpoint a time where we're like oh i'm my, you know my identity has been formed by this but I think it's important to kind of keep notes on the stuff we're we're watching and and realizing that um you know some stuff's better than others in terms of uh you know I'm not even going to put a value judgment on it. It's just yeah. it's fun to to see what we're what we're looking at and and how it affects us. Yeah, you know? we can run it, let us know what you think, you know. And and we'll just go from there. But there it's, is yeah. one last thing we have to talk about. Yeah, speaking of going from there, we're going to go from here. And uh, to our weekly shout out. Thank you. Great segue. <laughs> I, I wasn't too sure who was going to say it. But yeah, yeah, our weekly shout out. Do you want to? I've said it a few the last few times. Do you want to announce this one? Absolutely. So this week's shout out is none other than our friend, Dr. Lobster, Ooh. who got fifth, fourth, fifth at the Mama Memorial. Fourth. Also known as the Mama Mama. Fourth was fourth. a fourth. Well, I have the. Oh no! It's fourth. Put some respect on my guy. Wow. Well, I. Okay. Jesus Christ! I know he beat Cal. Oh, he beat Calvar for fourth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's some shit, dude. Right. I have the bracket open, so I will right, say good. the results and then I'll let you talk again. Good, good, good. So, Doc Lob bracket amazing sick bracket right and he moved right he's going to grad school he left the island he left long island i'm yelling into this mic because i taylor is one of the nicest guys love him miss him he's still never been to one of my fests so i'm tight but you know he got second at kumite also right brooklyn kumite too but you know after losing to layden in you know top 48 doc lob beat all then Fable, and you know, in the Sheik Ditto, Game 5. Nagi, Game 5 also. That's for the top 8 qualifier, right? Nagi, amazing Philly player. One of the, like, the most underground players, in my opinion. Marth main, right? 
then beats Slug. So double eliminates Philly. So I know Panos won't be happy about that. Double eliminates Panos's boys. Slug, right? Sheik, Icy. That's hella hard. Game 5 also. Then wins game 4 against Calvar. And then loses yeah. game 4 to Toussaint for 4th. The Toussaint set was such a heartbreaker. Yeah. He had some opportunities to just completely swipe him. And, uh, ugh, but besides that, great run. We're actually going to have him on the pod very soon. Yeah, I can't wait um, for that. Yeah, we've been we've been getting our schedules together for a little bit now, and and we're starting to close in on a date. So look out for that. I have a lot of questions to ask. This is probably good timing to have him on. So glad it took us this long to make it happen. <laughs> but yeah, Taylor is just he's one of those dudes that's always about the scene and about the community. Um, he's he. Funny enough, you would never expect him to be a top player. You know, he you would never be like, oh, this guy's like ranked second or ranked third on long island like what the hell like he's just always been so humble um so active on you know making sure that the power rankings are out and, and making posts commentating for his friends and yeah doing doing it all yeah and so it's always really cool to watch him you know kind of show off his abilities and, and have a sick tournament like that so dr lobster taylor really good stuff can't wait to have a conversation with you yeah, love love Taylor. So you know, can't can't say enough how happy I am. Even though I miss him and I want to play him more, and he hasn't been to my fests. I'm just whining now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just sound like a bit of a salt. Dog. I'm a little bit salty about it. That's well, okay. If you knew Taylor, you understand why I'm like so desperate for his attention and affection. <laughs> oh man! All right, is there a better time to to end than? I know. I think I think that's a wrap. The desperate plea for love. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Well, that's all we got for this week. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back. I, Peace. You know, next week. Yeah. Peace next week. See you, Will. Bye.